Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. Jeff, could you maybe laugh just a little bit less? Come on, man. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Michelle Dutro, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Beer. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. And it's happy hour. And <laughs> we did say that uh, although we're recording this at 10 a.m., it still is happy hour. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's happy hour somewhere. So it's Friday. That's close enough. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we're going to have a blast already. So, um, you know what we talk about. We just chatted about it in our sound check slash uh, pre-show pre chat. Uh, we talk about transitioning from vrooming, uh, you know, which is, you know, you got your head down and you're focused and you're moving along and you're doing your thing. And then, you know, either it's a, a conscious decision or some sort of crisis, but then things change. So let's zoom in on the life that is of Michelle Dutro. And, and talk about some of your, your favorite Vroomy Veery life-changey stories. So where do you want to start? Sure. So I'm going to throw a wrench at you because I may not be like a lot of your past guests. I have certainly a plethora of those stories. If you look at my resume, it makes absolutely no sense. I love Seemingly, that. Seemingly, right? I love that. Yes. Seemingly. Uh, oh, that's, seemingly. Man, you're like my twin. Seemingly, wow, it makes no sense, so although there's a common thread through all of it and has been yeah, throughout my whole life. to me too, so. Well, and, and it does for all of us. It's just how much we are present and aware of mm. what's going on and, the, and the, the conscious and subconscious choices that we make and why we make them. Right. So with that, uh, I will tell you that where uh, I said, wow, this is going to be an interesting conversation and where I may be a bit different is there's never been a time in my life, and by never, I mean never, been a time in my life where it's been this solitary focus and not stepping back and taking a 40,000 foot view. Oh, and wow. I've taken major detours, but this evaluation, I don't wait just for January 1st uh, and the New Year's <laughs> resolution, right. right? It's daily. And, and the yeah. course corrections I can make daily are swift and severe. I, I mean, massive changes. So I appreciate people who show up that have the ability to take swift and massive action. And I certainly uh, try to live my life uh, in the same way. So, so That's yes, okay. I've had a lot of those twists and turns, but, but they're different. not, yeah, they're not the head down there. Uh, am I living on purpose? Am I doing what I should be doing? And, mm. and if I were to fine tune things a little better, like I thought this would get me here, something still seems to be missing. What could I do to tweak this to make it even better? And yeah, some of them have been uh, pretty radical changes uh, in order to get there. So, so we were both in the air force. So talk a little bit about what you did when you were in the air force. All right. Well, we've got to compare jobs. So what did you do? Let's Correct. see who had a better job. What'd you do? Uh, I was a uh, 702. And after that, then I was a 3AO. Uh, you don't know what either one of Wow. Them and he's thinking I should have the Air Force uh, 
playbook, and then the yeah. uniform code of military justice that, is going right. to come out at me no, too no, on no, some Article no, 15 you okay. had that I'm not going to know. So, what? Uh, 702 was so in 1988. A 702 was uh-huh. an administrative specialist, very much like Radar O'Reilly, but the uh, Air Force version. Sure. So they sent okay. me to like six weeks of typing school, and then sent me on my way. Wow. Uh, right. Uh, it was a really neat job. Um, sure. About halfway in between. Uh, you know, cause I did 20 years. Holy right. cow. Somewhere midstream. Holy cow. They, yeah. they changed Last us train. from uh, clerk typist into sort of like it people. So they, huh. they, they said, you know what? Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Um, Smart. yeah. So, yeah. So I ended up being, uh, uh, kind of like the boss of a small, uh, com computer shop here in LA at Air- LA Los Angeles Air Force Base. So nope. yeah, I mean, within that boring, I only had one job in the Air Force. It was not that. I mean, I did a, a whole bunch of different things. Okay. So uh, I know this is your show, but I have to ask, sure. where is the coolest place that you were stationed that you never would have gone to otherwise? Uh, Unless you were stuck in like really horrible places. No, and- no, no. I was blessed from birth. So um, yeah, I, I guess Japan and or mm. England. Um, okay. I mean, if it's coolest, coolest would probably be Japan. Huh. Uh, I lived in Japan twice at the same base. Um, I know that sounds kind of boring, but it just worked out easily, uh, for assignment wise. It was easier to steer to that base. So yeah. yeah. Have you gone back ever since well, then? Well, actually, <laughs> funny you say that. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna have, take your show. Because, you don't mind uh, if I hijack? No, not at all. Please. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because cool. uh, after my and during my second assignment, which was in, so I went from my first assignment was Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one was Hawaii, and I met my future wife, current wife, uh, there in Hawaii, and she was Japanese. Wow. So yeah, so then of course I've been going back very frequently, and then uh, uh, let's see how did it go. So it went. I was in Japan and then Hawaii. Then we got married and we were in Florida for okay. one tour. And okay. that ended up being about four years. And then we went back to Japan. And oh. we were in Japan together, married. And that was a blast. So, And then, of course, I, for a while I was going back every year. Now it's kind of like I'm going back every other year just because it's gotten a little less fun. <laughs> it is still a blast, but it's okay. just exhausting. Yeah. 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 Well, you have me on the cool factor. I may have you on the job, but you have me on the cool location factor for sure. All right. Well, what did you do then? So I was uh, a 304, ground radio electronics. So yeah. So that's a a 304. Were you an operator or a Uh, No. So literary repair. So right uh, right down to the circuit board, right? So I was at a, I was in Florida at, uh, we did uh, line of sight. So all kind of ground radio transmission. And then I was stationed in Alaska. So, you know, I did really well to get sent there. And, uh, did you see that big polar bear in the transmitter <laughs> site? Moose. It's moose there that take you out, you oh, know, okay. like out in body bags, you know, <laughs> right. regularly. It's, uh, it's crazy. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, out in the middle of nowhere in Alaska at a, at a big transmitter site. So, Yikes. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as, a, as totally, far as job yeah, totally goes, useful. was it, was it fun? Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> No, in fact, but, but here's what is cool is, uh, you know, I can wire my house for uh, surround sound, you know, uh, I can uh, change all the switches to dimmer switches. So like electrically, you know, I'm the friend you want to have. That's so awesome. So yeah, they, they, sure. You, you learned so electrical. I, I did. I, I want to learn electrical. 
Yeah. Now I know about electronics, but I don't. I kind of get scared when wires are bare, you know, and there's real no kidding current flowing through there. That's uh, probably a good healthy fear you want to maintain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Really, just keep that. It's like people that want to get past a fear of snakes. Why? You know, just go ahead and keep that one. Yeah. You know, because really. they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it'll do you in. So no, let's go ahead and keep that fear. Yeah. So, yeah. Hire that one out. Okay, so. You were in the Air Force then for how long? Just uh, how long? Uh, you know, I was supposed to be in for four, but okay. back in the day, so same kind of ish time frame, eighty seven, they were actually uh, overstaffed, and so they came back and said, if you got into any accredited college or university, we will let you out uh, six months early. Oh wow! So okay, uh, I was in Alaska coming up into November, uh, hitting another winter, and I said, oh, oh, I'll get accepted <laughs> somewhere. I can assure you there will be some school that will take me. And right. so uh, so I'm also now, courtesy of uh, the Air Force, uh, the college I got accepted to, is I'm also now a certified gemologist. So if you're looking to buy a diamond and need a diamond grader, look me up. Man, you are so like me. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you saw my resume, like I said, oh, no, it, it seemingly makes no sense. Well, so, uh, so the, the goofiest thing I ever did was I went to massage school, which uh, was a blast, but... I only did massage work for mm, probably less than a year. So Sure, but I bet your wife thinks it comes in handy, right? You know, she did she was on the massage train for a while. She's kind of off it currently. Huh. Um I know. I know. Okay. She'll get back. You know, cuz sure. th- there's still a table here, you know. Okay. So she'll get wow. back. Um to to really, you know, when I was doing it, I was like, is it what am I doing, you know? Am I really going to be a massage therapist? And here's the thing is what it's taught me, because first off, I did like the basic version of massage school, which, you know, basically just qualifies you to work in a spa. Sure. Right. But then they had an advanced another six month course, Mm -hmm. which was super in depth. Uh, It was basically way too much anatomy uh, and pathology and all this super medical-y stuff. Sure. Fire hosed at you in six months. Yeah. And it included... Um, three cadaver labs. So this was no joke. This was like real, no kidding, medical anatomy crap. Um, so now... Um, and what certification would you get so that you could that, say, hey, and I also have it's, this? It's, what is that? It's called, it's a neuromuscular therapy. Oh, wow. Have you ever, okay. it's like trigger point. Okay. All right. right. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, if you're talking about cadavers, I don't know how you'd be saying, and if you need your internal organs massaged, <laughs> I know where they are. <laughs> I don't know how you're putting that on a business card, but maybe. You I don't know, know, the thing is, is, sure. is this, ki- this type of massage is way more clinical mm-hmm. uh, and neuromuscular therapy. It's not, it's really hard to sell though. And you can't do it in a spa really that well. I mean, no, and I wouldn't advertise yeah. the cadaver portion <laughs> as where you got your training. <laughs> I just don't think it's a selling point. No, well, I just think I just, I'd, I'd leave that out in all future conversations no, just between you know, it's, us it's, it's and no awesome. one else listening right now. I think I'd go ahead and leave that out. <laughs> Does that gross you out? It's a little weird. You know, it, is it a little it's, weird? It's, it's a little, well, to well me, it's a little there's odd. Only, there's only one massage therapy school, uh, maybe one or two that include it. There's a reason why. Well, let's stop yeah. on that. There's a reason why. No, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> okay. I know, not, I know where you're at. <laughs> 
on the whole cadaver lab. It's not, you know, I don't know. Is it because if you're not good, you'd have to worry people about they're not going to scream or sue you? I don't know. It's just not a good, I don't, let's not leave with that story. It's not a selling Uh, point for you. No, no, no. Maybe like uh, certified in cranial sacral. I'd go some other route than (laughs) than that. (laughs) It's just from here on out, let's make a pact. Don't don't reference that. Well, I'm not doing it as a job. And, no. and, and the only reason I point it out is that's the sort of like the, the level, the seriousness, the level yeah. of uh, anatomical sure. uh, information where they were trying to uh, impart. And then you didn't stick with it. No. After all that. Well, here's the thing. It's like, it's just a real awful job, in my opinion. Agreed. And, and I did it for yep. a while. And if you wanted to, if I, if I loved it to the point where, you know, it was my passion, which I don't. Um, then the, uh, the way to make it right would be, you know, do a private practice and, and just throw myself at it. But that love wasn't there. So right. that's why. That was, well, see, that was smart yeah. that you did that, but, like, eternal reflection, right? Totally. You know, but still, though, I mean, all of, I, I learned how to, like, correct my own pain was the point. So I was going to say, what was your why to begin with? Like, you know, back when you were thinking, honest, should I do it or should I not? What was your why? Why did you? You're going to laugh because it's kind of like funny and, and sad at the same time. Okay. So why I did it uh, uh-huh. was because uh, I could do it for free and get paid to do it. So I was just effing off, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how, could, how did you get to go to massage school for free? The GI Bill. Post 9-11. Oh. So that not only does it pay used it for uh, that. 100% tuition. Well, first I, I finished a, uh, a bachelor's degree in psychology, which okay. was fun. Sure. Uh, but then I still had like half of it left. So I still had a year and a half left. So why not? So why not? Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. Oh. Okay. So uh, last question, and then sure. we'll really get back to your show. No, no, no. I loved it. I love this. This is the best. <laughs> So I, I'm just so fascinated. I'm like you, right? My right, podcast right. is, is uh, not dissimilar, is fascinated with why people make the choices they make. I sure. always have been. So uh, all is said and done, right? And whatever reason that uh, the universe thought it was wise for you to go down that path, number one takeaway from that whole experience for you personally is what? Of that whole huh. massage therapy and, and why you went down that road, if there was truly a why. Well, you know, the thing is, is I think at, that, at, the, at the conscious level, Right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I was just doing it to have something to do. Sure. And I had quit my job. So I wanted some money. Right. So I was like, well, I got to do something and this will make me some money while I'm working on some other stuff. Logical. So that was the very logical way to go. Yep. What I got out of it that I didn't yep. know I was going to get out of it is this whole new level of body awareness. Got it. Um, so I was walking around in pain a lot. Right. And it was just below the threshold of conscious awareness. So I wouldn't walk up to you and say, Michelle, my body's really hurting today. I would be, you know, I'm kind of cranky right now. I, I think I'd like to sit down and drink some beer and watch TV. Right. That's, that, that's what my consciousness, my, my logical brain felt and then reported back to me, you need to drink some beer and chill out. Yeah. Right? Sure. But sure that's the, yeah, right. Well, mm-hmm. what... What I found out later was that there's all these things that I can do, like yoga, massage, self-massage. Have you ever heard of um, yoga tune-up? I have not. Yoga tune-up, you can Google it. I'll put it in the show notes. But yoga tune-up is kind of like a combination self-massage and yoga. So it's it's taught Hmm. to yoga instructors as another tool to put in their belt. 
And then it it's sort of like they use these different sized therapy balls um, to do self-massage. They teach people how to do self-massage in classes. Well, I went through uh, yoga cool. teacher training, and I never heard of that. So I'm going to bring that up as a complaint, saying how come out of all of my a, yoga teacher training, was this not even mentioned? Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, it's a whole it's a whole thing. I mean, if you go look at it, then there's I am a certification. Yeah, wow. that it's another certification that you can do to put in your yoga instructor belt. Well, uh, cool. See, learn something new. That's why I ask. Learn something <laughs> every time. Very yeah. good. So, I mean, right. I can just list out all the different things that hurt before that don't anymore, like back, hip, feet. Um, you know, and now whenever something new pops up and 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 starts to hurt. I don't like want to, you know, have a beer and just ignore it. Self-medicate. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 So and in some a, way, shape or form, the, which is real, what we typically that's do. That's the real thing. So that's, you know? that's the why. That was right. the universal why right. you uh, went through that. Yes. Fantastic. Well, hey, it's been great talking with you and great show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah exactly you're doing a great job interviewing me for my show that's awesome i know i said <clears throat> i really am done now i just it's, no, 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 it's i'm so like you i'm very fascinated with you know uh, from the military to massage therapy to yoga is not what you would typically see on a resume and it's uh, it's fascinating to me so well you know military to fireman or fire person firefighter fire firefighter there you go firefighter Right. Um, that that kind of makes sense. That's not a big giant leap for me. With about fifteen years in between. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what did you do immediately after the Air Force? I went into sales, and I stayed in sales till I was thirty-five. So I got out at twenty-two. So mm-hmm. twenty-two to thirty-five, I was in sales. That was, you know. The military, to be clear, I didn't go in the military. I have no background in that. I don't have family members or know anybody who even went into the military. Right. That was not some plan, right? Right. I was, uh, I was in college or, you know, should have been, and really spending most of my time, like you, growing up in Southern California, um, playing volleyball. Okay. And, and uh, one day, I, like I said, I self-reflect all the time and thought, uh, here's the deal, Michelle. You have no discipline, none. And you are going to be working on this associate's degree for 20 years. <laughs> and you'll perfect the spike, uh, but you're not going to get much farther than that. And unless I become a professional volleyball player, which I'm not tall enough, is not going to happen. So one day I stood back and said, how are you going to get more discipline? Who could possibly instill that? And I thought, you know, uh, the military. I bet the military would instill discipline. And I thought, out of all four branches, if you're going to go, right, go big or go home. If you're going to go, go. So I said, that's it. I'm going to join the Marines. And uh, they have got to be able to instill discipline. And the only reason I didn't uh, go that route and went into the Air Force is the other three branches, uh, the Army, Navy, Marines, all had a six-year commitment. Wow. And I thought, if I can't commit to four years of college, how am I committing to six years to these yahoos? The <laughs> Air Force was the only one that was four years, four years active, two years okay. inactive. Okay. The other were some variation of active duty reserve, but it was nonetheless a six-year commitment, which I thought was crazy. So the literally the only reason I joined the Air Force was, uh, minimal, all right, I can sign minimal, up for four, but I, gotcha. I can't sign up for six. That's, that's too much. Understood. That's too much. Yeah. So uh, that was it. I went in because I thought that my life needed discipline or I would go nowhere. Uh, so did that work out? Well, not for them, you know, right. uh, not yeah, for them. <laughs> no. no, no, no. In fact, you know, I think, you know, I left on November uh, 17th, 1987 
And uh, I think the next day, November 18th, I think all four branches shut down to celebrate. You know, she's gone. <laughs> really, let's just, we're shutting it down. It's like, a, it's not, this is a military holiday of she is gone. It was a battle. Wow. It was a wow. four year, three and a half year battle of uh, folks, don't you think we could do this better? Mm. You know, look, I know tradition and, and probably it's been uh, done this way for a long time, but how about if we up our game and do things uh, a little differently? Yeah, and it turns out they weren't so interested in that, yeah, no. you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, but it didn't stop me. So uh, it was, uh, you know, wow, I spent, that's, that's I spent some time with some generals and, and interesting conversations. Um, but <laughs> again, you know, right, call, call, that's why I said I know the uniform code of military justice quite well. So that's a whole nother show and one that I wouldn't make public. But uh, anyhow, that's just great. suffice it to say the common thread is, is there a way to be better? Mm, right? Is there a right, way, however right. you're showing up, are you showing up as your best? And is everybody around you, are you surrounding yourself by people who play their A game, who really are showing up as the best version of themselves? And if they're not, then, you know, why not? And to ask that question, why would you settle? Why would you ever settle for a life lesser than? And, and so that's kind of always been my thing. And uh, like I said, it certainly was during that time. But it, I didn't go in for some uh, thinking I was going to retire, staying for the long haul. I mean, no, three neither and a half did years I. Was, was it, a stretch. You want to hear the story about how I got in the Air Force? Because you know I do. Yeah, like, you yeah. know I do. Well, mm. you know, we don't have to go too deep into it. This is just funny. So uh, I actually, the day that I went to, okay, back up. I went in to tell my recruiter that I had, I was not going to join the Air Force. And that I had signed up for community college, and that's what I was going to do. But, to, you know, to thank him and say, have a nice day. But he was sick that day. Oh. Right. And his, uh, and his supervisor took over his desk that day. And I had never met the supervisor, and he wasn't going to let me go so easy. So he put his sales hat on and just started, like, spinning his sales yarn about how cool it would be in the adventure yeah. and how to get oh, out of Dodge and yes. you're 18 and you want life to be an adventure and this will be fun. And I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> Just think one day you'll go to massage school for free. That's right. It'll be great. It'll be you don't great. even know what's coming. That's right. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know? No, it's, I think I they, I think bit. recruiters are the most, uh, are the most fantastic commission salespeople that there are. I know. They gotta be. They gotta be. Yeah. They yeah, got a really great sales school. It's a good game. Yeah. 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 So anyway. But see, that's fate too, right? There was a reason that guy was there that day right. for you. That There's no mistake. There's there never no a mistakes. mistake. There no. are no mistakes. I, Absolutely. I'm, I'm like, I bounce between, um, I whenever something weird like this happened, I just say, well, I most likely wrote this script. So if it seems weird, I'm just going to go with it. Because you did. Yeah, that's my because you did. That's yeah. absolutely right. Right. Uh, right. Every every single thing of this back in the day, you know, on the cloud, right. was on negotiated cloud. ahead of time. Right. Right. Here's the life I want. Right. At right. the end of the day, here's my legacy, and then that conversation goes well. If that's what you want your legacy to be, then you're going to need to do this. You probably need to be married to that person. You probably need to have parents that look like this. You need to go to a school that's like that. And you need to have these challenges. And some of them are going to be really difficult. Right. Are you sure? And I think that some people sign up, Martin Luther King Jr., right? Sure. There are some people who sign up for such a tremendous legacy, uh, Abraham Lincoln, there, uh, the list goes on. And, and so that pre-negotiation was, listen, maybe your life's going to end short. 
maybe it's going to be riddled with unbelievable, seemingly unsurmountable hurdles. Yes. Are you sure? And for those people that say, yeah, I'm all in, I want bring it. Mm. And, and if we could have that in our head of the challenges that we face on the daily is to say, wow, you know what? I clearly signed up for some kind of life of significance. I don't know what it is, but otherwise these challenges wouldn't be showing up right now for me to learn how to be greater, for me to get wherever it is that I'm headed to live to my legacy. And I, I believe that. So when, when we're in the thick of it, to stand back and say, greatness must be on the other side of this, or I wouldn't have chosen to go through this in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Wow. This is wackadoo. You sound like me. <laughs> I said I listen to your podcast. We'll get along great. Yeah, I yeah. know. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's chat a little bit about, okay, so you were in sales 15 years. So what did you do after, after the sales? Is that when you got into being a firefighter? So like I said, we'll go back to the kind of self-evaluation, right, okay. of what you're doing. I wound up in uh, Santa Barbara. I didn't wind up. That was by choice. I was in Santa Barbara. And, you know, thinking about my life and where I'm going and what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, from there, I wound up taking another job in Seattle. Uh, I was working for Eddie Bauer at the time. They were a much larger company than they are now and headquartered out of Redmond, Washington. And that seemed like a logical corporate step. So everything was, you know, very on purpose. And then one day after many years in sales, and I, it, this is long after Eddie Bauer, but I thought, do I really want my tombstone, my legacy to be, Michelle sold more widgets than anyone? Really? That's, a, that veer, really that's a veer moment. That's what we call a veer moment. Yeah. yeah. Is that really what I want? And it was kind of the same thing of, do I really want to play volleyball, right? I mean, it, wh where am I headed? And so you have to stand back in that evaluation saying, is this, is this really what my purpose is? And if it's not, then how are you going to course correct? And what's the best and most efficient and expedient way to get there. So in that same kind of evaluation of, you know, okay, I need more discipline. Mine was, I don't want to be known for the most, uh, you know, the greatest widget salesman. Now I, I want to say this to anybody listening. If you sell widgets and you love it and you're passionate and you care, and this matters, then by all means, I am not talking to you. Right. right. That, Sell that's those widgets. Calling, right. And that, because the, it takes all of us to make the world go round. Amen. Right. It's just and, not and for so, you. No, no, no. And, and so I realized this isn't my heart. This is my calling. This isn't my soul. So, so I, I sat, now this did happen to be a January 1st evaluation and don't get me wrong. I certainly do that. And it was a reflection of, okay, if this year is going to be different, how is that going to be? So I started at the top saying, who makes a difference? Doctors. Doctors make a difference. Now at this time I was 33. Mm. So I thought, okay, and I'm 5'4", so that's going to wind up playing out. And I said, okay, so doc, I'll become a doctor. They make, they're a huge impact, super great helpers. Let's do the math of how much time I'm going to devote to that. I couldn't even give six years of the military. Fairly certain <laughs> 15 years at my age. Scratch. No, that's not going to happen. I'm not right. doing that. Okay, right, right. let's ratchet it down. Nurses. Nurses, they're the next level. They're helpers. That they're a great help. You know what? They make a difference. I'll right. become a nurse. Okay. How about that? Now, let's do that good, better, best. If you're a nurse, do they help the most? And I thought, you know, who are the people that before you get to the ER, because I thought I'd be an ER nurse, right? They're immersed in this life or death. Before you get to see an ER nurse, who's the person scraping you off the pavement? You got to live long enough to even right. make it to the a ER. Paramedic. Done. Who are those people? Right. That's what I'll do now. And then I said, is there anybody more helpful than that? And I really like scan my head of the uh, contribution being in service. Is there anybody more life and death crucial than that? And I sat there and I thought, and I said, ah, no, that's it. So 
I had no idea what it took to become a firefighter. I, I thought like any other job, you fill an application, you go for an interview, call it good, you're hired the next day. It's a really <laughs> good gig. Oh, my word. Yeah, it's a good, it, yeah, that thing, if it's a good give, you can get it. So, so the averages, so this is uh, in the state of Washington, and this holds true, I would say, to probably anywhere in the United States. So they, you know, do a cattle call of, hey, we're uh, opening this up for uh, applications, and they were hiring for 10 positions and 1,400 people show up. Wow. And so that's average. So LA, the numbers are ridiculous. Like 10,000 people show up when they're hiring maybe 300, right? right so right. It's, a, it's a ratio number, but it's, it's that way across the US. So it's silly. And so that first day then it's, you know, it's, it's 10 rounds of testing, the psychological evaluation, the agility test, right? And so they constantly drop 100 people out every round. Mm. So for two years, and anybody who is a firefighter or is testing to be one knows what I'm saying, you test everywhere. So for two years, I tested everywhere, and this was the last city, and then I was hanging it up. I was going to be done. And so I wound up uh, getting hired. And so in that same thing, of I you know, want to make a difference and feel like you're contributing, that continual evaluation of, is this my highest calling? Is this truly what I signed up for? Like if I was really having a conversation with God and saying, am I in service to the degree that I said I would sign up for? Am I really meeting the mark here? And that got called into question on a daily basis. Well, on the days that, you know, you work nine days a month, so on that regularly, um, you know, 80% of all calls are medical calls. 20% are fire calls. Now, if it were flipped, I probably would still be there, right? Because fire calls, are the f they truly are the fun of the job. But that's 20% of the time. So the other 80%, I wound up, you know, it's the same diabetic seizure after the same chest pain, after the same stuff. And so after right. a while, I would walk through saying, hey, let's take, a, let's take a look at your kitchen. Let's take a look at what you're eating. Let's take a look at lifestyle. Uh, uh -huh. Because we don't need to be here three times a week on the same diabetic seizure because look at the crap that you're doing, right? So, <laughs> so I would spend time, seriously, going through people's kitchen saying, look, uh, you know, hucking stuff. This, this makes no sense. Well, you can't eat like this. You can't do this. You can't make these choices. And the rest of the crew, rightfully so, saying, Michelle, we're emergency medicine. We're in and we're out, right? Sick, not sick. Um, and so if you want to be a life coach, you probably should be. But right. that's not this job. Right, right. And Don't they were right. That here. right. And they were right. So yeah. a few years in, realizing my heart's calling was, hey, folks, instead of sitting around watching baseball, you know, in between calls, how about we go to the apartment buildings and start educating people on preventative health and preventative wellness and how to avoid calling 911? Mm. Yeah. Let me right. you know how uh, warmly received that was. Not at all. That's right. So kind of like the military was, <laughs> right. hey, yeah. how about we pack your bags and help you find a new job? So Did you just fart? That's what they would say. <laughs> Super not good. It's Something probably like time that. for you to, yeah, right. not, not wanted at right. all. Right. So that was exactly it. So in my fine tuning of, is this really my highest calling? And I thought, no, really what? But it got me closer, right? Everything keeps getting you closer. And, but you can't stop asking is this what I'm meant to be doing? Is this my heart's calling? And, and close enough isn't good enough, right? It's, there's no such thing. You got to be really you on target. You have to keep moving at you, it. You right? got to keep going. Is this yeah. really it? And if there's something about it, a little, that's just a little scruffy, right? A little rough yeah. that you got to say, what is that? And so mine was, my heart's calling is not responding to 911 calls, but preventing them. So Amen. then I said, yay, that's good. I like that yeah. medicine. So, yeah. I, you know, I wound up being a biofeedback instructor and supervisor and I'm certified in homeopathy, nutrition and a wellness consultant and a yoga instructor and a meditation instructor. And so 
all of these things over, you know, 10 years of every tool in a toolbox of what does it take to maintain true health, right? right? And longevity. Right. of educating people on, on what that really means. So, so I wouldn't have had that level of passion had it not been for the fire department, have it, had it not been for looking at people when you walk in, right, when you're the patient person and responsible for saying, okay, what's your history? What medications are you on? And people say, hang on a second, and they walk over, you know, like uh, in the day with the pictures back before people had uh, phones, and they would drop down the 50 things of like photos, like of all the kids and the grandkids. But this is prescription medicine. Hey, here's my list. Thump, 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 oh, thump. No. And it's 17 deep. And you're saying, why do yeah. you take this to counteract that? Why do you take this to counteract yeah, that? Why right, do you take right. this? I don't really know. And and right. and so at some point you gotta That's stop the crazy train and say, Hey, hey, stop. How about we focus on why your body is no longer in homeostasis or staying in its natural state of health? Mm. Whatever you're doing is blocking, is stopping its inherent ability to heal itself. What is going on that's getting in the way? Let's talk about what's going on. Because if you remove that, what's getting in the way of natural health, your body will heal itself. Yeah. I don't believe in healers, right? I don't believe, that term I don't buy into because the only thing that can heal you is your own body. Is you. That's yes. it. Yeah. That's it. So you've got to stop. Number one stop is what is getting in the way of that? Number one step for me is always removal. What needs to go away? Mm, yes. Right? And, and whether that's, that's yeah, you're right. negative thoughts, a job you hate. Remove or change. Junk food, yeah. yep. right? Booze. What is negative naysayers, booze, mm. potato chip, fill in the blank. And right TV, now- could be TV. Not I got to ask movement. everybody to say, what are three things in your life right now in all aspects? Spending money on uh, video games, whatever it is, okay? Uh, what are three things right now you're doing in your life that you know are not serving you? Emotionally, spiritually, physically, fill in the blank. What are three things? And the thing that gets me is when people say, hey, Michelle, what should I do to improve the quality of my life? Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to add to what you're doing right. before we stop with what first needs to go away. Right. What is in place that you know is not serving you? Let's start there. And I don't need to tell you what that is. You know. You know. Yeah, right. So let's start with what you know before we add things that you maybe don't know, mm. right? Because why would you do the things you don't know if the things that you do know, you're not willing to do? Yeah, you're right. It's funny that you, uh, you, you, you hit on that just now for me because last week, well, actually, I've been planning it like since the holidays, but I'm doing a 45-day no booze thing. Yeah. Experiment. Right. And, you know, I've done these things before. The sure. Last, yeah. The last time I think it was 30 days. This time I decided to do 45, but, but, oh my God, I just, every time I do it, it's like for the first week, I'm kind of miserable. Sure. And then after that, I'm like, I never want to drink again. <laughs> Cause the first week you spend kind of like going, what am I going to do? So right. I knew that was coming. So I started, you know, strategically planning things and getting out of the house and, you know, like coming up with new things to do instead of being a couch potato and drinking wine or whatever, you know? Right. Um, but now, oh my goodness, I just feel so much better. You and know, so imagine if small, you... tiny little thing like... You know. Now add one more thing. Mm -hmm. So what's one more yeah. thing that you know isn't serving you? And sometimes it's that person who is like, I call them an energy vampire. Oh yeah. Right, the people that suck the life out of us. So what if you just avoided... You said, hey, for a period of time, you're just not engaging with that person. Right. And just to avoid that, 
all of a sudden you're going, I didn't realize what that weight was on me until it was removed. Same thing with alcohol. I didn't realize what that was until it's removed. And you we don't see it. You don't you have the comparison. You can't you gotta see have it until comparison. it's gone. Right. That's it. You can't see That's it. it. You don't have the comparison. You like can't that, imagine it. That no. pain that I was talking about earlier, I didn't even know it was there. It wasn't, I was not consciously aware right. of that pain. So if you wake up every morning a little hungover, you know, like right. a glass of wine hungover, right. you know, five days a week, well, that's what, that's what, you know, that's normal. That's your norm. That's your norm. Yes. And then if you minus that, uh, it doesn't, the first week is going to be kind of like, well, it's not bad, but you're detoxing right. and you're annoyed. <laughs> but after right. that, yeah, right. after that, then you're like, I, huh. what? Yeah, this is so this much is better. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. So, totally. and, and it's like that. And so I, I would encourage people if somebody's saying, hey, I'm going to try this or I'm going to add that or, you know, uh, B12 injection shots. I like No, no, no. That's exactly it. And, yeah. and don't ask for advice from anybody until you get to the point that you can honestly say, I don't have anything else, right? When you get to the point that you've removed everything that you know is not serving you, and every time there's one more thing, okay, I don't really need those potato chips. Okay, I don't really need to watch, uh, you know, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians uh, <laughs> reruns for, you know, season five one more time. So all of those <laughs> things, right, whatever that is, when you get to the point of going, wow, you know what, I honestly, I can't think of another thing that needs to go away. I've done it all. Then, then have the conversation with somebody who you know, is trusted and uh, should be an advisor or a mentor in that space. But until that point, you need to do what you inherently know is right for you. And if you're not willing to do that, then then don't look external of you because that's not your answer. Another one of my guests um, sort of filled in the blank because I, I, I asked him, I said, so as you're sort of like, what are these? Uh, what was my question? I'm, I want to phrase it right because his answer was fun. Um, I, I think I was asking him, how do you add in a new good habit? Mm -hmm. And he said, you don't have to worry about that. I find, well, at least I don't, was what his answer was. He said, if I delete a bad habit, then I, after I go through a little wonkiness, yeah. like he was talking about quitting social media. Sure. All together because it was right. just annoying and he didn't right. need to do it anymore. Yep. So he, he was still being nagged, you know, and like, oh, what's going on with that guy who's got a running thing going on, you know, right. and, and that bothered him. And that's why he quit. And then I said, well, what do you what do you do? You actively plan to add things? He's like, eh, kind of, um, but only as contingency. So I, I knew I was going to be a little wonky. So I decided to start studying a new programming language. And I was like. Okay, how'd that go? It was, it was, it was really fun. But I, I kind of quit after the first week because I got over it and I had, a, I had so many other things I wanted to do more than that. Right. <laughs> the, the thing is, is the, the point of the you story create space. is, is, is you, once you make that space, you're going to open That's up it. that your, your natural desires are going to have more room to come out. That's right. And, and so yeah. imagine right now when people are saying, what can I add in? Hey, here's the deal. Your picture's full. Until you empty it out of the crap that is not serving you, mm. you don't have room to even add more goodness. And that our inherent true nature, you know what you love. 
Right. You know what you want to do. You you don't have to Google what does Michelle actually like to do. That that's not external of you. You inherently know what that is. The problem and the reason you're not doing it, especially as it relates to creativity. This is this is what I find with most people where they feel that life isn't fulfilling. Well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of them, life isn't fulfilling or there's no joy or whatever is my first question is, tell me what you're doing in your life for creativity. What stimulates you? What is that for you? And when I, if two seconds go by and you haven't answered, that's our, I already have my answer. Mm. It's not there. Right. And creativity gets pushed out when we get bogged down with a bunch of nonsense that <laughs> is not serving us. Period. I, I just heard uh, an awesome, awesome, awesome creativity um, stimuli. Stimulus? Sure. So, uh, damn, I can't remember the dude's name. I'll look it up. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to make some noise. But he was on Tim Ferriss's podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it was not that long ago. Tim Ferriss podcast. So what he did was he said there was he read some research about um, creativity, and he experimented with uh, lots of different ways. And his current method is to you know be in that space like the three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, and after he's been he's fed himself and maybe done a little morning routiney stuff, and then he swears for about seven seconds in a row. <laughs> he curses like a sailor, and he said that you know, and this is backed up by some research that that puts him in his sort of like misfit. I'm going to change the world kind of rebel kind of mood. Well, then now I know that that's how I lead my life. That's so I didn't know do. the why. So <laughs> effortlessly and more often than once a day and more often than 3 a.m. So I'm just a man. Sure. Do you remember the uh, the George Carlin cheer with all the swear words in it? No. That's when all, that's when it went off in my head. And, and see, and this is what I'm saying is <laughs> that shows up whatever the creativity is. You don't have to fight to try to, how am I going to fit that in? When I hear people say that, where am I going to, where am I going to fit that in? I have no room right there. I know because what you're doing is making space for stuff that doesn't belong. Right. Stop that. It's well, it's a challenge. I know it's a challenge, but, and it's okay, but you got to keep doing it. You got to keep coming at it. Um, I know I'll whine at myself um, because I'm doing this 45 day thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've slotted in there to, you know, add in as a contingency so I don't, you know, get into that mucky pattern again is uh, I'm doing this book called Mind Hacking. And it's like a 21-day plan and it includes like this really nerdy meditation practice and some other stuff. So I'm really good. I've, I've gotten the meditation thing down. I'm pretty good at it. Because I just set an alarm and do it like right in bed on the edge of the bed. And then my reward is go back to bed for another little snooze. So that part I'm okay. But then I'm supposed to like keep track of things that happen during the day. And then do some journaling and write things down and think. That part I'm not so good at. (laughs) I'll freely admit that. That I want to. I'm just not there yet. But. Um, I have to find a cleaner space. Maybe I'm, I'm wanting to put it in the space where this is. Um, it's just, I've been doing a lot of phone calls and recording. So, uh, anyway, yeah, Yeah. I admit that I admit it when I, when I fail at my uh, requested tasks of self. 
<laughs> so, so riddle me this. Yes. What, what do you think the best gain or the greatest gain would be of you journaling? Like if you stand back and say, why no, is he having no, no. to do it's, that? What, what is the why behind that? The why behind that is more of rewriting the, the unconscious loops that we have. Um, so first, the awareness is to, it's more like uh, just trying to like come up with the, the loops that are firing off that may or may, that definitely lead to either just a mopey attitude or, right. you know, you know, say like, hmm, I want to come up with one. Like, I don't like um, jockey sort of macho attitude people. Sure. I don't like douchebags. Sure. And I, and I'm actively kind of mean to them. Sure. I, 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 I'm, I'm aware of that loop now. (laughs) Because of the journaling? Well, I think. Well, because you've just thought about it. You have enough awareness to realize. I, I, yeah, I know that. I I think about it because like there, when those folks show up, I'm, I'm kind of a dick to them. I, I I douche back at them. (laughs) Okay. All right. Right. Okay. So I don't want to do that. Okay. I would rather rewrite that loop. You know, douches are people too, or something. I don't. I haven't come up with the rewrite. So um, this, there's lots of different exercises that you can go through about. You know, like why don't you like them? You know, you have the five uh, how do you idea. That? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So once you once so, you name. So is the your loop, reality you that there's a lot of different it. ways that you could get to your result outside of journaling? Like you could, hey, uh-huh. if I know I want to eliminate this, I could. Uh, right. 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 Uh. Or are you thinking, hey, the only way that I can well, no, eliminate this? No, it's not this, the only sure. way. I think the key is just knowing it first, yep. and then and then letting it sort of like, and then wanting to be better. Right. Um, I'm not big on, you know, I'm good with journaling. It's just I have to uh, find the space. I'm uh, I'm awesome at journaling if like I'm alone in the in the space, but if my wife's here and like eating breakfast, um, then that's not going to work. You know, I would have to go upstairs or something. So it's, yeah. it's more of a, where can I, I, you know, when I have that space, it's just, I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so the reason I'm asking all these things when I said yeah, about, no, no. you You're know, coaching me, I, lo- I love well, it. is, <laughs> is you don't have a big enough why, right? You've already said, right. Hey, once I have the awareness and yeah, I know yeah. I need to change it and yeah, I can, yeah. I will. Right. And so like well, I said, with everything, if we don't have a big enough why right, we're not yeah. going to, and you think I can get there without the journaling. So why are you not making time for it? Because you're not I don't really care enough. Right. You, well, you right. you know you can get there on your own without that, and you, so you are. Right. Okay, so now it's sense. that journal thing is is becoming its own little problem. It's it's becoming instead of it serving you, it's becoming its own um, task, yeah. something that you have to do. Well, here's the funny thing: is um, I do love journaling because up until I don't know for a while, uh, mm-hmm. I'll say like when I wasn't working. Sure. Uh, I was getting up like way early um, and then doing like meditation and coffee and breakfast all before my wife got out of bed. And then the, I love that space. I, um, right now, though, I, you know, when I have to be getting up and going to work, I've just kind of like eked it out. So I guess the real answer is, is I should put that back in as much as I can. I'll just, you know, I just really miss the cuddling. <laughs> <laughs> Back that's, to the why. That, that's, why? Because I'd really rather cuddle. Want the cuddle, exactly. Okay. The cuddle. And is so, so you know awesome. what? Honor yeah. that. And at some yeah. point, if the if the other why winds up being a bigger why, then effortlessly right. you just will. See, in the in the summertime, just will. there's no cuddle. Okay. It's too damn hot. It's too hot. <laughs> too, too damn hot. 
<laughs> so it'll come back in the summer. It doesn't so even take the summer because it's, it's a it's it's spring here. You know. Yeah. So you're you're like uh, what uh, two months away from being an awesome journalist. <laughs> I'll just say that. And there then between now and then, you're going to really think hard about how that's going to go and, and, <laughs> and visualize and summon all of it up. It's good. You're just doing the mental prep work for it now. Yeah. You should celebrate that. Why not? Instead of, you know, like being what, hard on yourself about it, you should about, celebrate yourself you, for that. that. Amen. Yes. There you go. Yeah. All right. Solve that. Next. What else you got? Anything else? <laughs> And by the way, that's, that's, uh, that's about that's, 150 that's, bucks. Oh, I thought you were going to say no charge. Whoa. Well, I got $150 value for nothing. Thank you. That was amazing. Oh, that's funny. So let's, oh, boy, let's talk we could a little chat bit. all day and all night. I, I would love it. That would be great. My, my show's usually going an hour. Are you still okay? Oh, no, no. I'm totally good. Are you okay. kidding me? All right. No, I, well, I, I'm not on the 45-day cleanse, so you're mid-happy hour for me, remember? That's I'm not right. kidding. What are we at, like 10, 30, 11 in the morning? So, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> Got it. Well, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about your journey and um, and what you're doing now with the whole preventative medicine thing and, and what that looks like. So that's a good question. So, you know, uh, you know how it is in trading time for money. So when you're one-on-one, it becomes very limited. Anytime you go on vacation, you're not making money. And, right. and so that's its own challenge. And then again, in the fine tuning of stepping back saying, am I really doing the best uh, and uh, greatest amount of good that I can? And in these conversations that you have hundreds of times over, 90% of what I would say to people, I would say to everybody. Okay. So at some point you step wow. back and say, okay, this really should be an online course or this really should be a book. And then I could just say, hey, check out the book or check out the online course because uh, then we can save uh, not only a lot of my time, but a lot of your money. Mm, right. So that's that really should have been done, truth be told, five or six years ago. It's just now getting finalized. Okay. So that the, both of those will be launched um, through my website. So those are very close to being done because, like I said, it's regardless of what you're going through. The process for me, and I've seen uh, you know thousands of people. The process is always the same, whether it's physical or mental, spiritually. It's always kind of the same process of there's an order of healing. There's an order of if you want to hit the reset button of your life and you say, you know what, none of this is working or some part of this isn't working. It's the same process. There's, there's no uh, crazy wackadoo of, well, you're just so unique. Although everybody is, here's the same thing, which when I say about starting with removing what doesn't belong, feng shui. What's the principle of feng shui? First step, remove clutter. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's all the same. So when something is a universal truth, you have to stand back and honor that. And all principles, all things start with remove what doesn't belong. So that's kind of the whole thing of where am I at now is a much broader reach than one person. I don't, I'm not in private practice anymore. I see people one at a time. It's, it's really on lecturing or classes, webinars, this online course, like I said, that I have coming up and then the podcast. So the podcast, here's where that came from. That's I would the GameChangerPodcast.com? The GameChanger Podcast, yes. And the and other website is InnerNorthStar.com. Inner North Star. And so to talk about that name, like I said, about looking external, when people look to Good Morning America or their neighbor or someone at their gym class, those answers, what you need, or Google, <laughs> thank you, yeah. yes, right? Yeah. They don't lie outside of you. And so what happens is we become so disconnected to give a plug for meditation. If that word uh, weirds people out, stillness, just sitting without Concentration input. training. Stop, right? Stop the input. 
yeah. from anything or anyone and sit and be with you. Mm. And the more uh, you do that and the longer periods of time that you do that, you're going to start to come up with your own inherent answers, your own inherent truth. And so when people feel lost or they feel like I don't have my own intuition or I don't have inner guidance or inner voice, it's there's a disconnect. And the longer and the farther we separate from ourselves, the more difficult it is to tune in. So then we do go to Google and, like I said, some television show or, you know, advice from the Kardashians, whatever it may be, <laughs> you kind of reel it back in and say, there's an external North Star and the North Star is there to guide us, right? To keep us on our true North. But the reality is that's inside every one of us. It's inside of every, anybody who's listening right now that feels lost, your answers you have. It's removing the clutter and the chaos of our mind or our mental chatter or social media or everything else. Remove all of that and say, what do I know to be true? And when you sit long enough with that, what do I absolutely know to be true? And then let that go and just sit in silence. It is amazing when we clear that away, what will show up. And there are things, I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, anything external that is some kind of magic bullet. It's all within us. So that the name for the website of Inner North Star is to help guide people back to their own inner wisdom that say, I, I don't have your answers. You do. But what I can do is help reconnect you with the truth of who you are. And then in there lie all of your answers, whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it's your health, your spirituality, you know, emotional freedom, whatever it is, that's all within you, all of it. So that's the name um, behind that website. And that's where all of uh, the, like I said, the online course, the book, everything will be released from. Now, separate from that is the podcast. Right. So the Game Changer podcast. So I would have kind of two very different segments of people that I would work with. One group of people were just, they're inspired and loved life. And I don't care if they're a street cleaner, right? They're right. just people who love what they do. Mm. And they don't have maybe a lot of money. Maybe some did, but that wasn't a requirement. They just genuinely loved and were passionate, fired up for whatever they did. And then there was this whole other group of people that I would work with who could have a bajillion dollars, biggest house on the hill, right? The most beautiful cars, houses all over the world, and sat there struggling with what's my purpose. And I have a life that's not fulfilling. And no matter what they did or where they went or what they bought, it still was an unfulfilling life. Mm. And for me, in looking, like I said, at thousands of people over more than a decade of what is it that people who really are purpose-driven and mission-driven and feel that they have a fulfilling life versus those people who struggle with all of that, the commonality there between them, what that is, comes down to contribution. Mm, and more right. that you can contribute and give back and realize that you're here truly, to, whether it's to help one other human being or your neighborhood, or your community, or globally. Mm -hmm. The reality is we're all here to help one another in some way. And the more, you know, people battling depression, my number one thing is let's find a way to give back. Let's find a way to volunteer. Let's find a way to contribute. A children's hospital, in right. some way, yeah. when you see a light in someone else's eyes because of what you've done or what you've said, something that's happened that has made them feel happy or appreciated or grateful, whatever it is you've got going on in that moment is gone. It's just non-existent. Yeah. 
And the more we can do that, then, then truly the more we can get back to this is the purpose for all of us being here. So the Game Changer podcast is me interviewing people who truly are changing the game in some way. It's the tagline is inspiring you to make a difference. So it's one person. It doesn't take the money of Bill Gates. It doesn't take even knowing Bill Gates or having some great network. It's saying these people that I'm interviewing are one person who in their way are making a tremendous difference and, and to inspire you to say from where you are right now, not with a better job, not with more money, not with going out to some meetup group that you got to know 72 people in alignment with you. No, right. right now where you are. And that's half. The other half of my podcast are game changing mindset. So I interview people um, as a life coach. I have a lot of other friends that are life coaches to say, Hey, what are some strategies? If you want to become a game changer, and there's something that's holding you back, what are those mindset strategies that are getting in the way of you truly being able to make a difference? So maybe it's limiting belief, maybe it's fear, but those mindsets of what kind of mindset do you need to have to be a game changer? And then I interview experts in the field of that. So that's kind of the split between uh, the Game Changer podcast. Okay, so some notes. So that uh, the guy that swears for creativity, that's Eric Weinstein. <laughs> and, I should uh, interview him. Yeah, you should. Uh, he works for Peter Thiel, and uh, he Peter Thiel is the very rich guy that sold PayPal. And Eric is an amazing dude. He's some sort of uh, physicist, hmm. and really smart and hilarious. So, and when he wants to be creative, he swears a lot for like seven seconds. <laughs> I love it. I love because it's out of the box thinking, right? right? And it's just out of the box thinking. The other thing I wanted to throw out because I heard this, um, like on two TV shows or something like in a row. And I thought, Whoa, what's that about? Um, so I'm going to say this, uh, went like for me just mm -hmm. most recently, it was the, this no alcohol trial, right? Sure. So, uh, again, this was a repeating pattern, but like there was this long list of crap that I wanted to start working on after the holidays. That's what we always tell ourselves. Right. Um, and, and like, so, and the list was like, Oh, I want to lose some weight. I want to start working out again. I want to get back into my meditation, all these yada, 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 la, 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 la. Right. right. But then I was like, you got to pick the one thing, one thing. And it, just for me, it, it was, it was, you know, let's just do this. 45 day boost trial. And that was kind of an arbitrary number of days. It doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, but you know, if you pull the biggest thread, a lot of those other things are going to just start working themselves out. 100%. You, so you now just gave the backdrop to my online course. <laughs> So Sorry. thank you. And there's a check in the mail because it's perfect. Right. I get my $150 right? back. That's it. You got it back. You got, and, and even with a little uh, tip oh, at, cool. at about 18%. So honestly, right. that's exactly it. So for people that used to come see me for, you know, in biofeedback or anything related to health and wellness is when you see somebody say like, again, on Good Morning America, take a B12 shot or B5 or, you know, go play volleyball, whatever it is, you need to go meditate for 10 minutes. All of these things may make a difference for a period of time, right? Some amount. Mm. but they're probably the pebbles in your stream. Right. There's a boulder there. And while you're kicking the pebbles away of, I'm going to try this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to whatever, yeah. stepping back and realize the boulder that is in the way of what I consider your stream of life, when that thing, when that boulder gets pushed out of the way, the rest of this stuff clears itself up. Mm -hmm. But you've got to know what that is. You've got to, you have to sit with you to say long enough, what is the one thing Either the one thing you got to start with 
that is most in my way? Is it someone? Is it something? Is it a thought pattern? But if I really had to drill it down to say, this thing I know for a fact is the thing that is most in my way. And if I could eliminate that, what else would fall by the wayside? Once we get through that, then on the flip side, the end, the other end of that spectrum is, what's the one thing that's missing? What is one thing in my life? Is it, is it allowing finally that true love? Is it, is it pursuing a, a job or a entrepreneurship of that doing that one thing in life that you put off? Maybe it's dance or music or, you know, picking up the accordion, whatever it may be that you say this one thing that I've always loved that I never did or I shelved it when I was 12 years old. How about we bring that back? And it really is. Sometimes it's that one thing that ignites a spark through the whole rest of our life. It's not 72 different things. No. It is that one thing. It's one big thing. It's yes. that one thing. It's yeah. It's pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Like this, this whole like last week, like, uh, especially in the morning, but then throughout the day and then that weird, yeah, I've been getting, have you ever had kombucha? Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's my new beer. You're in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Good. Right. Your intestines are thanking you for that. And so is your liver, by and the it way. Yeah. It kind of feels like I'm sort of drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Great. Right. Then. Yeah. I'm fooling my body. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I, I mean, the mental clarity, right? The sugar that's going away because the alcohol right. is gone. Right, right. I mean, oh my goodness. there's every single system in your body. And, and that's I've lost exactly a lot of it. Here's, too. I mean, people, this one thing work, is affecting a like, hundred yeah. other things in such a magnificent way. I'm not way. doing absolutely, I'm doing absolutely nothing different. And weight is just going away. So that's, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, really? Was mm-hmm. it that easy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> I know. It's, yes. You just feel like the face palming for a very long time. Right. Duh. Right. And, and, and if we had that epiphany to say, okay, if this one thing has that much of an right. impact. Right. Once you get through that time and I'm you're like, I'm already planning for my next thing. I don't there even, you go. Yeah, you got it. It stands right. to reason that that next <laughs> big thing that really is a big thing to it's you. It's going to be awesome. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This has yeah. been a blast, man. I can't believe uh, we've been talking here. like an hour. Oh, I, yeah. Like I said, it's uh, no, we're kindred spirits. We share the Amen. same mindset and yeah. uh, and and past and, you know, and journey. I, I could like talk to you just about like healthy and, and like body geek stuff. I'm probably for an hour just yeah. just easily. on that alone easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's our it's our passion and and the backdrop is that the why behind all of it, you know, you got to stand back and say, it's not to look like some picture or to lose 20 pounds, right. yes. you know, for, for some reunion is to say, no, you know what the why is? We have this one life in this lifetime, right? Mm. For you to live it to your fullest, mm-hmm. that means all cylinders have to be, you know, firing at go, right? Yeah. So your physical well-being to have that constantly ratcheted up and charge up, mm. here comes creativity. Now here comes love and our relationships and being present, right? Not being distracted or mind fog. All of a sudden, every single aspect of your life just continues to grow and expand so exponentially that you step back on, why would I have ever led my life any other way? Amen. Yay. There you go. So I'm excited. Yay for you that uh, uh, everything that you're into, I'm excited to check back in at some point in time here and say, hey, how are things going? And what was your next big thing? Yeah, let's check in with each other again. Yeah. I could easily talk to you for several more hours. Okay. But uh, let's let's touch on your stuff again. So you got two websites, the coaching and sorry, not coaching anymore. The, the soon to be launched uh, information product is going to yes. be at innernorthstar.com. 
Exactly. My blog is there. So I blog every week. So that's there. there. You can sign up for the newsletter there. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, The game changer podcast.com. You can listen to Michelle be goofy like me. That's Uh, it. uh, Probably more than once a week. I'm not sure. I haven't checked it out yet. (laughs) Twice a week. Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations on both things. And (laughs) this has been a, this has been a blast. So definitely I'm putting you on the recall list. I, I love it. I love my time with you. And like I said, I can't wait to check back in and, and hear the continued greatness of you and truly keep up the great work with this podcast. I love it. It's already on my subscribe list. So Yay. I love your energy and love what you're doing. And the world needs a whole lot more of you in it. So Sweet. well done. Thanks. This has been a blast. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.